Yolo. How the hell you doing, folks? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent December 27th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. A child, a child, shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. That was an old goof from like last Christmas. You ever notice, like, every time around the holidays, they always drum up, like, a remix of, like, an old classic song? Do you hear what I hear, what I hear, what I hear, what I hear? Just play the old fucking song, you know? Stop it. You know? I don't need all these remixes of, like, Christmas songs that I've heard, like, a million times before. There's something classic about, like, an old Christmas tune, you know? You're not going to beat rocking around the Christmas tree. Have a happy holiday. Like you're not going to beat it. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, saw it, you would even say it glows. It glows. What am I doing singing Christmas songs, you know? Happy belated holidays. You know, it's not even Boxing Day for crying out loud, you know? December 27th. Happy belated holidays, folks, you know? Hope you guys had the time to, you know, slop back the Christmas food, stuff it down your fucking gullet, help you forget the annoying family, this crazy year 2020, you know? Hope you got to take your mind off the fucking... Uh, or I hope you got a chance to indulge in some of the challenges. I mean, I don't know. Is the glass empty or half full? You know, you decide, right? But um, anyway, it's always nice to have a holiday break, you know. Kind of a strange holiday season this year, 2020, obviously with the pandemic, but also weather-wise. Here in Toronto, Canada, why I hail out of Toronto, Canada, I was walking down the street you know, um, Christmas Eve, it was raining. I saw a worm. I saw this little worm. He was like inching down the sidewalk. I was trying to make the bank on Christmas Eve or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Worms? You know when it rains and the worms come out of the woodwork? You know, they come up from the earth. You know, he's walking down the street, this fucking worm, you know, just worming his way down the street. I was like, Christmas Eve? What kind of... Cr- Christmas Eve's, you got worms, you know, no reindeers, we got worms, you know, piss pouring rain out. But then, Christmas Day, there was a snowstorm, you know. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the one I used to know. May your days be jolly and bright And all your Christmases white 
think that's how it goes. I don't know. Snow. Remember Bing Crosby in uh, A White Christmas? Snow. Snow. The world can forget about it without snow. <laughs> it was a fucking white Christmas this year. Strange. One minute it's raining, next minute it's snowing. Worms, reindeer. Make up your fucking mind. What the bumblecut fuck, right? Global warming. But uh, I don't know. Kind of strange. So happy belated holiday season. But then I got thinking too, you know, it's like, yo, like this morning when I was getting ready for the podcast, you know, it's always nice to have like um a quiet, calm atmosphere in which to record. Now, now, now. You know, I don't have my own studio quite yet, you know. Humble. Humble here at JR the P, Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. One day I would love to. I'll put it on my Christmas wish list for next year, maybe. If Santa Claus doesn't have COVID nineteen, you know. Get your fat ass up and off that fucking ventilator and deliver me a home studio. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's always nice when you're recording a podcast to have like, you know, I guess they call it the noise floor. A low noise floor, a quiet noise floor, meaning no background noise, no um, equipment Pops and whistles, ticks, you know, just smooth sailing, a quiet noise floor. That's always nice. Well, this morning I got to hearing like a... I guess this woman was like scraping the sidewalk, right? I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, you know, I'm getting ready to do the podcast, getting ready. I'm like, well, no big deal. She can't be doing it for that long. An hour and a half later. What the bumbleclut fuck is she doing? Scraping the ice off of the fucking planet? You know? Trying to fucking chop down the polar ice caps? Would you knock it off? Look out the window. She's just going up and down the sidewalk. Every sidewalk in the neighborhood. (laughs) Same thing with like leaf blowers. You know? You know? Every fucking fall, you know? It's like, wouldn't you rather, like, run the risk of your kid getting hit by a car just because there's too many leaves on the sidewalk, you know? Somebody's driving down the street, and they see, like, a pile of leaves, and then, like, you know, a couple children playing. Obviously, you're going to swerve out of the way of the leaves and run over the children, right? Wouldn't you rather your children get hit by a car than have to listen to the fucking insidious droning and moaning of a fucking leaf blower? Fucking six o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Fucking old women scraping ice off the sidewalk. What since when did old women shovel snow? By the by. I look out the window, this old hag. She's fucking chipping ice like she's fucking 
you know, Long John Silver, or I don't know, wasn't he a famous, I don't know, some famous ice, you know, like, she, like you know, it's like fucking Tonya Harding out there, you know? It's like, would you knock it off? Wouldn't you rather like slip in, wouldn't you rather some old person like slip and break a hip? Then, like, disrupt the neighbors with that fucking scraping and scratching all the live long day. You know, it was really obnoxious. Anyway, that's how people are, I guess. I don't know what the bumbaclet fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're winding down the Christmas season, holiday season. And, you know, it got me thinking, you know... This has been kind of a quiet Christmas for me, a reflectful, reflective Christmas for me, aside from the neighbors banging on doors. Got a couple mental patient neighbors that are like slamming doors. But like, you know, it's been pretty quiet and mild. And, um, you know, I like I said, um, I kind of indulged in the food, you know. I was eating candy, you know, Ferre Rocher, chocolates, shoveling back the shit gulping down the eggnog and I was like you know what you know I'm gonna indulge in that and you know really try to kind of continue with my fitness I'm a pretty active guy you know ever since the pandemic of 2020 obviously gyms are closed so I've been kind of relegated to like push-ups sit up skipping rope jogging uh keeps me fit but I, I I would like the challenge of like hitting the gym doing the weightlifting doing it the proper way you know I've been kind of just at home with the dumbbells and the it's not quite the same so anyway I indulged in my little uh, holiday eating ritual just out of boredom you know how it is you know sitting back watching you know, television shows, binge watching on Crave. You know, I fluctuate between, you know, HBO, Netflix, I don't know, just whatever I want, whatever I'm in the mood for. Like, I'll subscribe to Netflix for like, you know, a month, then I'll cancel the membership, then I'll subscribe to HBO. Just, you know, I'm playing the field, you know? You know, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't pick out any holiday um programming this year I noticed. I just I wasn't in the mood for it. It's kind of boring to me. Like I love the classics, right? You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are an heel. You got spiders in your cobwebs. You got fucking tic tacs up your butt, Mr. Grinch. If I had the choice between taking, you know, between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. It's like, really? You would take a seasick crocodile over the Grinch? You ever seen a crocodile? They're pretty fucking intimidating. I'd take the Grinch any old day of the week. I'd kick, I'd kick the, I'd beat the shit out of the Grinch. You know, if I caught him poking around my Christmas tree, you know? That fucking goofy fucking dog of his with the, What's his name? Max? With the little fucking antlers 
You know, I kicked the, I beat the shit out of the Grinch. You know, you think I would fuck with a crocodile? Not on your life, buddy. You take the seasick crocodile. I'll take the Grinch any old day of the week. But you know, you love the Christmas classics, right? Home Alone. Yeah, I knew it was you. I could smell you from the elevator. You know, I'm going to give you snakes. I'm going to give you the count of ten to get you no good, dirty, yellow, ugly keister off my property. One, two, ten. (laughs) Keep the change, you filthy animal. You know, home alone. Say, I want to live. It's a wonderful life, hey. Say, I want to live. Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. Yeah, I want to live. Hey, Gladys, why do we have to have all these damn kids? Now, wait a minute. Say, now, wait a minute. Fucking Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart. Say, now, wait a minute. Oh, damn it, Gloria. Why do we have to have all these darn kids? I'm not going to kill myself. I want to live. <laughs> you know, it's like those were your options. Like, maybe not. All your options, you know, it's a wonderful life, how the Grinch stole Christmas. It's the Charlie Brown Christmas with that fucking dead, dying, decaying little fucking shrub of a Christmas tree. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's a wonderful life, miracle on 34th Street. Um, home alone, you know. I was like, it would be kind of nice to watch a Christmas flick. I just, I I couldn't drum up the interest. I just could not drum up the interest. I'm just like, I'm not feeling it this year. I just, and it's been a while. And here is what it is for me anyway. It's like, I love Christmas. That season, you know, it's fun. Silver bells, everybody's singing. It's a lot of close family time. Lights, presents, food. You know, it's it's a warm-spirited time of year. Of course, I love Christmas. But even more, I love Christ. Now, I have to admit, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Um, I learned, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. Do I believe in the teachings of the Bible, Christianity, King James Version, Bible, New Testament? Do I believe in these? I don't really know. It's it, it's like that game telephone. You know that game telephone? Everybody sits in a circle. You whisper something in your partner's ear, your neighbor's ear, you know? And they whisper something in their neighbor's ear. By the time you go around the whole circle, the story has changed, right? So it's like, do I believe in the Bible? I don't know. But do I believe in God? Yes. Yes. And do I believe in Christ? I don't know. Do I believe in Christ's message? Of course. Yes, 100%. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. That's the golden rule. That's Christ's rule. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
So that's what Christmas means to me. That's what I love most about Christmas. And that's what I'm seeking 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's what I'm seeking, that Christ love. I truly am. And, you know, I wish I had all the answers. I think we all do. Whatever, you know, to each their own. I wish I had the answers. I'm happy enough to believe in a higher calling, a God. And I'm happy to live in Christ's love. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. That makes 100% sense to me. That's what I seek. So it's been a while since I really care for the whole like formality of the Christmas season because, you know, I'm a single guy. I come from a very troubled family. We're all kind of dispersed. Can that change in the future? Possibly. For now, I don't waste much thought on it. It is what it is. So it's like, okay. So, you know, single guy, really no um, family relations, you know. So it's like, okay, in the future, if I have a wife and a kid and, you know, I kind of mature, and not mature, but like, you know, I grow. You know, I'm a maturing person. I'm a mature man, I believe. But once I grow more into a stately state, you know, if I'm blessed with a wife and children, yeah, I'll dip back into that Christmas season with a vengeance. You know, I'm lighting candles. I'm putting lights up. I'm making eggnog. I'm doing whatever, right? Making eggnog? <laughs> no. <laughs> my wife ever got on my case to do that. Did you make the eggnog? What? Honey, did you make the eggnog? Why don't you just buy it? It's going to taste 100% better. You want me to make eggnog? Isn't it enough that I bust my ass 365 days a year, you know, supporting this fucking family? Now you want me to make eggnog on my fucking lousy holiday break? No, I didn't make the eggnog. I went to the store and bought it. <laughs> but um, if I am blessed with a wife and child someday, um, yeah, I'm going to get into the Christmas season. But what's more important to me now, other than you know, oh, watching Christmas films and, you know, eating, drinking eggnog and eating chocolates and, you know, never mind the turkey. You know, I'm a pescatarian. I don't eat meat of any real sort. I eat fish. Well, the fishes, they don't even see it coming. They don't even know what's going on, right? For the most part, fish don't seem to really have an awareness, do they? Like, even when you you could put a mirror in front of a fish. He doesn't even know it's him, right? He goes, you know, when you put a mirror in front of a fish and he goes crazy. They're stupid, right? They're dumb. You might as well eat them. So it's like, I eat fish, shrimp. I have eggs. I eat eggs as well. You know, dairy products like cheese and stuff like that, but... I don't eat I don't eat any other sorts of meat. Pork, poultry, bovine. 
Cows out of the question, right? So like, never mind the turkey. You know, that don't really mean Christmas to me. That doesn't mean Christmas to me. I want to live in a Christ-like manner. You know, the golden rule. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. Do you ever see people around Christmas time, you know, faking the funk, acting all holy? It's like, I know what you are. You're a complete prick. <laughs> you know, you ever see that? It's kind of like when you watch an asshole pet a dog. <laughs> you ever see a complete asshole pet a dog? It's like you are a garbage person. You got no sense of do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. You treat your fellow man like a complete piece of trash. Yet you have the gall to stoop down and pet a dog? What kind of shallow, empty, emotional nutcase can pet a dog but can't even show basic civility to their fellow man? It's disgusting. You ever see a person buy somebody a cup of coffee and they're a complete dirtbag? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? You're like, you fucking prick. Did you just buy that person a cup of coffee? You know, you can't even say good morning without having like an emotional stank on you. A sourpuss. I was rethinking this. There was a... There was a story of 2020 a cancel culture event ellen degeneres talk show host comedian uh hollywood mogul show business icon ellen degeneres she came under some fire you know she found herself in hot water in 2020 because apparently there was some I guess, negative feedback regarding the work culture on her show. Apparently, Ellen DeGeneres, she was in the habit of not greeting her cast and crew. You know, she would show up for a day's work and apparently she wouldn't look at anybody and she would only deal with a certain amount of handlers and she would just kind of walk into the room and, I don't know what, allegedly, apparently. And I had said that, oh, well, you know, that's just people being sycophants. That's just people being crybaby weirdos. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres didn't say good morning to me. You know, you call yourself a lesbian? You're a fake lesbian. A real lesbian would have more compassion. A real lesbian would say good morning. I made that, like, criticism and opinion. I was like, well, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, like, give her, give her a break. You know, it's like, she's a busy woman. She's a successful woman. Successful woman. She doesn't have time to wipe the tears of some disgruntled fucking, you know, uh... <laughs> production assistant you know what I mean like just shut up you know she comes into work she does her thing her success puts food on your table just be grateful for the position shut up and do it you know what you signed up for you know I retract that 
there is something kind of strange about a person that doesn't have the basic civility to say, hello, good morning. That's all it takes. I started to think about like, you know, interaction with your fellow man, with your fellow woman, with your fellow transgendered in between, with your fellow um, human being, the interaction. All people generally want to know is that they are seen, they are heard, and they are understood. Or at least respected. And that takes really nothing. You know? It, it takes a moment. You know, if you're the leader, if you're the show, if you're the star of the show, you're the leader of the group, how difficult is it to walk into a room and go, Good morning, everyone! Okay, Ellen DeGeneres, take episode number 2050. Let's do it. Let's have a great day, folks. Thank you very much. Just address everybody all at once. Good morning. Let's do this. Let everybody know that, hey, I'm grateful to have you here and we're going to do a good show and doobly-doo. Takes a moment. You don't have to go around and individually say hi to everybody. But if you skulk onto set and... And you only talk to a certain, only the chosen few can address you. There is something kind of weird about that. Something unchrist like Not that a lesbian would behave much like Christ. <laughs> but um, Christ was a little bit of a lesbian, right? Look at that fucking haircut. But I don't know. Like, there is something sort of weird about that. Now, granted, I wasn't there. I didn't see what happened. I don't know. This could just be lies, right? That's a thing. It's all alleged. It's all coming. It's all gossip. We don't, who, who knows? And even if it comes out as true, there's no crime that's been committed. It's just like a faux pas. It's like tactless, tasteless. There's no like wrong. There's no crime. There's no wrong. There's no apology due. It's just weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's a busy person, but it's like, that's her bread and butter, I would imagine, right? Like your show. It's your show. The Ellen Show. It's called Ellen. Yeah, I get it. You can't personally greet and spend time with every single person on set. But isn't there a way to come across that everybody knows that we are together as one, and we're being led by Ellen. And again, I don't know. I wasn't there. But this is like food for thought because I've recently experienced something along that line, being in a work situation with like a boss who was just like, wouldn't even say hello. Just like um, you'd walk up to them and you'd be like, oh, good morning. And they just stare at you like they're on the spectrum or something or like you know what I mean or you know like you're fucking chopped the liver and it was like strange it's just like you don't even have the basic civility to say good morning so 
And it all comes down to that Christ-like mentality. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. And, you know, I don't know why that kind of, that basic logic is so absent in this world. What's good for the goose ain't good for the gander. You ever notice that? How hypocritical people are, you know? Do as I say, but not as I do. Listen, shithead, these are my demands, these are my requests, these are my wants. But don't don't you dare mention anything that you want to me because, I mean, I could give a fuck less. Fuck you, drop dead and die. But this is what I want. This is what I need. It's all about me, but fuck you. Are you listening? <laughs> we live in a world motivated by self-interest. You know? Cynicism. People are motivated by self-interest. What's good for them? And unfortunately, the majority of people, and if you don't believe me, just look at your life. Isn't it pretty normal that people are you know, demanding of you with really no consideration of you. And then you get all upset by it. And then you go around and demand from others with no consideration of them. It's like a fucking sick circle. You know what I mean? It's like a merry-go-round. So, that's the meaning of Christmas to me. Christ-like. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. And if you're not living that or seeking that, how pointless it all is. You know? I saw a few examples of that, of people that I had seen in action just completely oblivious and condescending and mean-spirited to their fellow man or woman, yet during Christmas time, they're trying to act all normal and, oh, what a beautiful time of year and diddly da, diddly da. It's like, you are a complete phony. You're phony baloney. You're a sham. You're a fraud. Like, how do you, how do you, how can you, with a clear conscience, have the gull? To like even claim some sense of festivity and spirit when you're a complete dickhead 364 days a year. <laughs> but on that one day, Christmas Day, you find it within you to have a little bit of dis- decency. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, you know. And again, it's so easy to be a hypocrite. I mean, there might be people right now, I've been watching your show all year. You're a complete prick. How dare you? Well, first of all, thank you very much for your viewership. But I mean, you know, I do try to live what I what I preach. Try to talk the talk and walk the walk, so to speak. Do unto others as I'll have done unto myself. You know, I'm very aware of my actions and thoughtful in my dealings. And 
I, I find no need to impose or control no man, no woman, or child, or animal, you know? You know, like I said, like, I'm not going to eat a chicken, I'm not going to eat a duck, I'm not going to eat a cow, but, you know, I'll bother, you know, like, hey, look, chicken, here, let me make a deal with you. Let me make a deal with you, chicken. Look, I'm not going to eat you. Can I borrow an egg from time to time? You know, I eat about, you know, maybe a dozen eggs every two weeks. Uh, uh, just give me a couple eggs. Give me your young. And, you know, I'll, I'll spare your life. Okay. You know, so it's like I'm making deals with chickens. You know, I'm considerate of my neighbors. I love my fellow man, woman, and child, and transgenders. You know, it's like, that's what's important to me. Christ-like ideology. Do unto others as you will have done unto you. That's why, like, you know, when I'm searching around for Christmas movies in this day and age, I'm just like, gives a shit, really, right? Uh, Christmas lights, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. It's love. Yes. And Boxing Day, of course. <laughs> you know, spend that money that you don't have during pandemic. But, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I had a pretty okay year, so, you know. Had a couple rubles in the bank, and I was like thinking about it. There was a couple things I wanted to um, purchase, you know, equipment for JR the P, Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. You know, I was kind of you know thinking of upgrading some of my equipment, and I was like, okay, maybe I can grab a Boxing Day sale. So you know, I kind of waited for it, and you know, it all goes back to just that hypocrisy and that, you know, do unto others as you have done unto yourself. Like, the world is so full of scam and fraud. You know, everybody hooping and hollering and hooting and blah, blah, blah about Boxing Day. And it's always been a sham. I remember having a job as like a, uh, back in high school, you know, I went to work drunk once when I worked at a sports clothing store <laughs> you know one day i remember i got trashed and i went to work drunk and i threw up on the floor Ugh! right in the manager's office Ugh! they canned my ass and they fired my black ass it's neither here nor there but i used to work at this like athletic clothing store and all we did for boxing day was we took all the shit that nobody bought all year long that was on the clearance rack then we wheeled it to the front of the store wheeled the rack to the front of the store and then people were flying through the front door boxing day snapping it up snapping it up buying all this shit where it's like there's literally no sale going on and we have tricked you <laughs> you know and that's how i see boxing day generally speaking it's generally just a fraud and, you know, you would think, especially during um, pandemic, 
there might be some good deals. And I don't know. I went on to some popular electronics websites, you know, even on Amazon. I was looking around at like, you know, some electronics and there was like really no sales, really no deals. Yet they're advertising Boxing Day, Boxing Day, Boxing Day, Boxing Week. You know, they want your business, but they don't want to um, serve you. <laughs> Let's lie to them and get whatever we can. That'll keep them coming back. Most morons will. <laughs> you know, every year they line up for Boxing Day. This year they had to put in um, an extended restriction, an extended lockdown in Ontario, Canada. Um, in Toronto, Canada, and Ontario, I believe, they extended the lockdown period due to COVID-19 coronavirus, trying to, de- trying to deter people from Boxing Day shopping. Whether or not it worked, I don't know. I'm kind of at the point right now with um, what I've been saying from the get-go. COVID-19 coronavirus is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and to gain control for whatever nefarious reason. I'm not deep state privy. I don't have the answers. But one thing's obvious. It is a political weapon to gain control. Hey. There's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. <laughs> you gotta be fucking blind not to notice that. It's almost like the Truman Show, you know, with Jim Carrey. Reminiscent of um, The Giver, Pleasantville. The idea of being like uh, the story idea of like living in a bubble and being lied to. The powers that be, you know, like remember in the Truman Show where he was living in this simulated reality where he was under a dome and basically he was lied to about the information of his life. And at some point he had to strike out on his own. And even though he was afraid, and he was afraid of, um, you know, the open water, the unknown, metaphorically, he got into a boat, all in the name of love, you know, he was chasing some pussy, he was going to cross an ocean just to get some pussy, as if there wasn't some good old-fashioned pussy at home. His wife was pretty hot in the movie. But anyway, gets in a boat, you know, he's going to fucking cross an ocean just to get some of that strange, and he sets out, (laughs) and he finds out the... The ocean is fucking ankle deep and he eventually hits a wall, climbs a set of stairs and realizes his whole reality was under this dome. And if I don't see you again, good night, good evening, and good luck. Whatever the fuck he says, right? He takes a bow and he walks out that fucking door into reality. So that's much kind of like what's going on with this COVID-19 coronavirus horse shit. I've been saying it from day one. And guess what? I have no problem with being wrong. 
If I am wrong, show it to me. But doesn't it just seem like they just make up numbers and facts and figures? They're talking about this overwhelming statistics and the numbers are spiking. I've only known one person who had COVID-19 and it was no big fucking deal. It's just a bunch of, it was just a little bit of hanky panky, you know? He put on a mask, he quarantined, he was fine, he healed, he got over it within like a week or something, then he went back to work. He was an essential worker doing deliveries. You know, he put on a mask, quarantined, stayed at home, ate ice cream, chilled out, watched Netflix, then he went back to work. That's COVID-19 for you. They're telling you people are dropping dead by the droves. It's hogwash. It's poppycock. You gotta be a fucking idiot to believe what these fucking moron bozo fucking pipsqueaks have been fucking trying to shove down your fucking gullet during this time. These fucking clowns don't know a damn thing. So suffice to say, I didn't get much Boxing Day shopping done. Not because of the restrictions, but uh, I still went out for a walk. I went to the store yesterday. (laughs) Went to like a 24-hour grocery store. Luckily, it was open. Lucked out. Had a coffee, walked around. But like, you know, one thing I realized too, though, is, you know, in this time of uncertainty and diddly-dum and diddly-doo, Sometimes it's nice to be reminded of what you do have. And I guess that's a part of the spirit of the holidays and a part of that gratitude. Because I'm like, you know what? I was wanting this, uh, it all goes back to living that Christ-like mentality. I was wanting this, uh, you know the phrase, I love haters. Um... I was having a rough day um, at this uh, job that I've been doing. I'll talk about it on on the next episode, just around the year off. But I, I was doing this part-time job um, for the last month, this temporary job. And I was having a rough go of it. Like um, the job itself, of course, it was easy. But there were so many obstacles, mainly in the people. You know, it's already a hectic time during pandemic. People's nerves are rot, fried, frazzled. And just interacting with people, it's it's been so it's been like a almost like people have to be reintroduced to the idea of social interaction. Cause these people at this job I was doing, I was working at, it was like an essential job doing like um shipping, shipping products. These people were so, it's it's so sickening, I don't even want to swear about it. It just makes you sick to your stomach. These were lost people. These were people bumping into each other, trying to control each other, snapping on each other, yelling at each other, "Eh, eh, eh," microaggressions, aggressing against each other. And it's just like, why don't you all just shut up? Take a chill pill. Be grateful for this stupid job. Do the best of your ability and mind your own fucking business. 
so many people were squawking at each other and there was such a lack of unity and lack of civility. It was like rampant amongst the people. Everybody arguing with each other when it's like you're arguing pointlessly, needlessly. You know? Like my man uh, Flavor Flav says, if it don't apply, let it fly. Yeah, boy! If it don't apply, let it fly. Right? When you fucking get involved with some stupid person's emotional baggage for it, fuck up, just whatever. Okay, whatever you say there, champion. And you just go on with your day. But like... So I was having a rough day at this stupid job I was doing. I'll elaborate on it more, closing out the end of the year. Uh, in the future here, in the next couple episodes or whatever, next episode. But <laughs> I was having one of them days when people were just like kind of really kind of getting to me. And then um, I saw this young kid at the job. He was a little bit of a bonehead himself. Nice guy, nice spirited. But he had a hat on that said, I love haters. That is exactly what the Christmas spirit is. Christ-like, you know, the birth of Jesus, the coming of Jesus. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus. He's us asleep on the hay. You know, little Lord Jesus, it's birthday, you know. Christ-like, do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. You know, I love haters. You got to love them. You know, sometimes when I'm in life, and I get frustrated with people. It's like, I wish people would see my point of view. I wish people would take the time to understand and work with me. I wish people would have patience with me. One of the hallmarks of my childhood was I came from a hectic, single-parent family with an out-of-control mother. And it's like, wow. I just see the injustice in it. She was always yelling and bellyaching and bitching. And I just, I, I, I developed a real dislike for anxious, overly imposing people. You know? People making a big deal and a big production out of this, out of that, blah, 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 wah, 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 blah, blah running their fucking mouth, getting in people's business, right? And luckily, I'm not a perfect man by any stretch, but I, I always had the sense enough to like, not want to be that. I'm like, whatever that spirit is, that imposing, controlling, anxious outlook, whatever that is, I don't want to be it. Do unto others as you have done unto yourself. So I always tried. And... You know, I, 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 like, you know, I'm a comedian. I have an obnoxious personality at times. To what extent I was successful, I always kept it in mind not to impose upon people, right? 
to any real extent where it's like, I'm controlling you and telling you what to do and getting to your business. And if you don't listen to me, I'm going to be an obstacle for you. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just leave me out of it. That was always my outlook, you know? So, you know, I love haters. I have like um, this light box. I had this light box that was sitting around my apartment. And, you know, I figured, you know what? Instead of going out and buying a bunch of garbage that I don't even really need on Boxing Day, instead of going out and wasting my money, um, I was going to buy like maybe a shirt or a hat or maybe like a poster or something that said, I love haters. Just a little something to help me remember that concept. It's just kind of a funny current way of saying, you know, more or less the Christ-like approach. Do unto others as you'll do unto yourself. I love my haters. You know, I love haters. I have to because, you know, isn't that what I want? Isn't that what I want? That people would take the time to have love and patience for me even when I'm at my worst? No, not to completely discount and dischange me and like, you know, write me off over just some petty indiscretion. You got to love your haters. Right? I was going to go buy like, you know, like I said, a hat or a poster or something just to remember that. But then I got to thinking, oh, wait a minute. I ha- Wait a minute. I have a light box. I got this light box, which... um. I hadn't been using. I actually have two of them. I bought two of them for like, you know, I had a couple ideas for some of the shows that I produce, you know, JR the P, Jonathan Ranch on the podcast. Also, when I was uh, producing uh, stand-up comedy shows, you know, I had a stand-up comedy mic that I produced, Our Righteous Mic. So I was always looking for like little things to spice up you know, aesthetically please some of my productions. So I bought these light boxes, but they, I hadn't really been using them. So it's like, hey, what an opportunity to use what I already have, save money, be humble, and enjoy and spread that message, you know? Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. I love haters. So I'm like, yeah, let me fire up this light box and, uh, you know, save some money. Try to take the commercialization out of the holidays. I already had it. Might as well use it. It's kind of funny, though, on the light box, though. (laughs) Some of the uh, some of the uh, advertisement or, um, you know, how like on a on a product on the box, on the packaging. Sometimes there's like, you know, examples or picture examples or, you know, advertising. They had all these different images. How to use the light box and um, different phrases you could put on it. Some of the phrases said things like, you know, home is where the heart is. Live, laugh, love. You know, home sweet home, all these like inspirational little quotes that you could put on your light box and keep in your home. 
But then one of them said something like, one of them said something like, I want you naked when I get home. <laughs> I want you naked when I get home. And I had like some rose petals. I was like, whoa. Like not only is that, like that is, that is like kinky. It's not even like borderline. It's like straight up over the line kinky. I want you naked when I get home. You know, I hadn't been with a woman in a minute. You know, I'm living a new life now. But I mean, I remember one time I said something along those lines to, I want you naked when I get home or I want your ass up on the bed when I like. <laughs> filthy, absolutely filthy. And I was just like, where does that have a place in advertisement? You know, home is where the heart is, you know, live, laugh, love, home, sweet home. I want you naked when I get home. <laughs> Fucking dirty. But um, anyway, um, very grateful for the holidays as well. And this is always a beautiful time of year to reflect and, you know, kind of open my eyes and my mind and my heart for the year ahead. And I hope that's relatable to all y'all at home. And um, to me, Christmas, you know, it's a celebration of, yes, all the worldly creature comforts. It is a celebration of that, of course. Kicking back on the sofa, watching your favorite Christmas film. Um, turkey for all you animals out there. You know, you eat your turkey, your stuffing. Friends, family, candy canes, pudding, you know? Sugar plums and fairies dancing in your head. The whole kit and caboodle. Santa. <laughs> Reindeer. <laughs> Elves. <laughs> Whatever an elf sounds like, you know? Whatever elves do, you know? It's a time for all of that. But most importantly for me, Christ. Mass Christmas, it's a time of Christ, Christ love, and Christ's way of life, a Christian way of life. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. <clears throat> yourself. Yes. Stomach's growling. You know? I don't know if you guys heard that or not. <laughs> but, um... That's what Christmas means to me. And I'm always grateful to be a part of this season. To have lived another year and be embraced with this opportunity. And going forward, folks, we got to not only realize that, but we got to share it. Share it with one another, you know? It's important. And that's what I strive for. Not one day out of the year. You know. Not one day out of the year where I choose to be a decent person. I try to live that Christ-like mentality year-round. And, you know, if I have to put myself out there as a martyr, hopefully 
someone can take notice and agree and try the same. And it's almost like Yoda says, there is no try, only do. Do or do not. Always had your mind on where it was going, not what he was doing. Fear, anger, aggression, these are tenements of the dark side, you know? There is no try, only do. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself, you must. You know, you gotta live that Christ-like mentality. Year-round, you get the picture, folks, right? Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent December 27th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Well, if you're going to celebrate Christmas, you might as well wonder why it's even there to begin with. It's about Christ, Jesus Christ, all right? It's not even the most important story of the whole Christian lineage. It's Easter, by the way. Kiss, you fucking dummies don't know anything. Why am I yelling at you? Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, queries, or qualms, please, as usual, hit up the show, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Right? The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And if you're enjoying the show thus far, getting some laugh, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, folks, help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it. You love it. You realize it. I'm...